This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is... Dating during coronavirus, apocalypse, and the end of the world. Because that's what's happening, guys. That's all we're thinking about. That's all we're talking about. So we got to do an episode about it. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, how the coronavirus is affecting dating. Yes, that was a headline that I saw. It's a big deal for dating. (laughs) If you're single, it's a big deal. And all of the latest Tinder news regarding coronavirus. There were lots of headlines involving Tinder and coronavirus, so I decided to include a few. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. Shockingly, Angela, we have not received any questions (laughs) about The coronavirus. Yes. You know what? This is good. I'm glad that they're sending all their questions to medical professionals instead of two best friends that host a podcast about dating. True. Um, But their listener questions we are answering this week include one listener curious about the etiquette of sharing good news in front of someone who's bummed out and another listener who doesn't want to string a guy along. But Angela. Hey. So glad you're not coughing. Uh, Not not yet. Um, It's. Nice to be briefly out of social isolation, seeing someone else. Yeah, you almost wanted to do this podcast over the phone. I was so offended. Because, I I'm, mean, now, actually, offended is the wrong word. I was just so sad because I have been doing social social isolation like yourself, and I've been looking forward to seeing you for so I'm just long. Scared? I'm just scared. And then you wanted to do it over the phone, and I was like. Are you scared to take a cab to because my I house? Because I keep reading things that are like, everyone is so irresponsible. You need to stay in your apartment, and which is true. I get it, but it you're going true, door to door. Yeah. You're washing your hands. You used all the wipes. So I'm glad you decided to come in person to do the podcast today. But you, I, I felt, it's just been so weird because I'm not seeing my friends. I'm messaging them, and I realize I'm really not in a lot of chat groups with people, so I felt so out of the loop. I've been trying to like, get in touch with my friends, like, what is going on? What is happening? What is the temperature in California? What's the temperature <laughs> in San what? Diego? What's the temperature in Manhattan? How is everyone doing? And then I message you, and you're like, my fucking wedding. <laughs> um, let me tell you something. Maybe sometimes having or not having a group chat is a blessing, because Every time I go into my group chat, it is a new link about how terrible everything is. And Can I'm you just add like, me to your group goodbye. chat just for coronavirus? Because no. I want to read every link. It's so scary. Would your you friends s- let me into my your group chat? My group chat is usually like my oasis away from the real world. And now every time I open it, I'm like, okay, I, why do I feel hot? Why am I sweating reading this right now? Oh, because I'm having a panic attack. Do you think your friends would let me into the group chat? It's via Facebook. It's oh, no. Facebook. I don't messenger. do Facebook. That's crazy. No, that's the only reason any of us still have a Facebook is because we have like our entire history of our friendship and our messages. But anyways, so Angela, how are you doing? You I'm not doing good. Have a bridal shower that I'm supposed to go to next Sunday. Uh, As of right now, it we don't know. Probably what's not happening. happening. We don't know what's happening. So here's the deal. I mean, all right, we're deciding the shower is on a Saturday. We're gonna. excuse me, not coronavirus, we're going to make a call on Wednesday about what to do because... The day this podcast comes out, you will be making a call. I will be making a very difficult decision because there's no date to reschedule it between 
now in July. So it's either we would do it or it wouldn't happen. I, it's very difficult for me to decide what to do because I do not want to put people's health at risk. Um, but I also have been looking forward to this and I, I, I don't know what the right thing to do is. Everybody else in my life is like, let's just do it. And I'm like, I feel like the responsible parent in the room where I'm like, but guys, I don't know if we should. So it's like hard having the decision all fall on me and having to choose between being responsible and, and doing this thing that I've looked forward to for a really long time. Yeah, it's totally valid. So, and then you also have your bachelorette party. Which I don't know what's going to happen there. I think you should just reschedule that till like even if it's after your wedding, like who cares? It's a girl's trip. Yeah. I mean, it's everything seems to be happening. Things change rapidly every day. Oh, it 100%. feels like it's been 10 years since like yesterday. So that's why I can't make any decisions until I get closer to things. So I'm not even like. And then your wedding in that. May. My honeymoon is like 100% canceled, which is fine. That's one thing where I'm like, if that I did has mine- to happen later, it. That's normal. It's fine. I did mine a year later, and it honestly gave me something to look forward to. At this point, uh, all I care about is my wedding actually happening on the day that it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen in late May, May 29th. So everyone I talk to is basically like, you should be fine. You should be okay. I don't know. How did it go at the tasting? You said you were going to – you told me on the phone you were going to talk to the venue I talked see to what would venue. happen if you had to reschedule. I talked to my venue, and it actually did make me feel a little bit better – well, it made me feel good and bad being there because it made me feel good because I was like, okay, like I still can feel a little happy about wedding things because I went from feeling excited and happy every time wedding things came up to now being like dreadful and sad and like yeah. whatever. So it felt good to be like a little excited about things and um, the venue was like very accommodating. They were like, you know, if you are not able to have your wedding on the date that's planned. We will work with you to reschedule it. That's um, great. If you do have it and a lot of people, because they have like a minimum number of people required to attend, but they're waiving that. Oh, that's great. So, because they're knowing that like, you know, some, some people, people might not come. be able to come. So they're going to waive that. Which and is older really people great. might be scared. Exactly. Or- which is totally understandable. So that made me feel better. What made me feel not so great, though, is knowing that we're supposed to be, quote unquote, socially isolating right now. And downstairs, there was the most lavish, bougie Sweet 16 happening that I've ever seen in my life. Barf. Uh, and I was like, those people are not socially isolating. We were like in a room by ourselves. We went, we took a cab there, um, did not interact with anybody, washed our hands. I don't know if those 16-year-olds were washing their hands. This is the problem with young people is that they think, oh, this is only affecting old people. Like, I don't care. Well, stop killing people. Right. Like, stop being selfish. Stop killing people. And also, it's not that it's not affecting young people. It's not affecting them as bad. And when you hear, oh, you know, 80% of young people, it's just mild. Also, I'm not sure. I think it's 80%. I don't want to throw out false numbers. But when you hear mild cases, apparently – mild can include everything up into like pneumonia. Yeah. You don't want it. Even though, even if it doesn't kill you, you don't want to get it. And the really scary thing is what I'm hearing is like, if you go to the hospital, like they, they are prioritizing the worst cases. So like you likely, it will be very difficult for you to see a doctor if you get sick. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to scare everybody, but you just, you don't want it. You want to take every precaution that you can. Um, 
yeah, it's hard. But it's been, you know, I'm trying to keep things in perspective. Like a lot of people are facing the prospect of losing their jobs. A lot of businesses are losing a lot of money. A lot of people could get really sick and die. So like, I feel very like privileged and selfish being worried about wedding things. But I can't help that my whole year has revolved around these things. And I've been just just dying to get to March, which is really – like March, April, May were supposed to be like my like yay month. And now we're here and it's like I know. Terrible. I'm sorry. It's – I know. It, 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 it's, it's really hard. A lot of people are – are going to get kicked out of their their apartments because they can't afford rent, especially hourly workers, people that mm-hmm. that that can't work that are paycheck to paycheck. Small businesses are going to close. There's going to be food shortages. This is according to our 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 mayor De Blasio. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very sad and scary for a lot of people when when and if the schools close in New York. That's where a lot of kids uh, get their food. You know, it's very sad and scary. So when you you feel like, oh, my wedding, it can you can like diminish your own feelings. But like you're allowed to be upset and you're allowed to be sad. And honestly, I feel like I'm in the exact same boat as you. Thank you. I know. Well, you've had to cancel a lot of stuff. So I worked three years on this book that came out March 10th. Uh, which was like the week that coronavirus really became a serious thing in New York. If my book, we had a book party on March 10th and it was that, it was this weird day where I got a few texts from people that day saying, Hey, your party's happening. Like, uh, is it still like going on? Like, Oh, sorry. I'm being such a weird paranoid person. I'm just, you know, trying not to go in like big groups, but you know, I know I'm being crazy. And it, I was like, and I was very, it was, you know, if it was like two days before that, I'd been like, you're crazy. But, but on that day it was like right on the tip. And so I wrote back and said, like, you're not being crazy. That's totally valid. Um, you know, I'm not going to really be, like, hugging people, even though people came out to me and hugged me anyway. Um, but, you know, we're going to have a lot of wipes when you're washing hands. Like, you know, we're trying to trying to be as careful. But if you don't feel comfortable, like, I'm totally not upset. So a lot of people came to my party. It was a packed party. By the next day, I had a reading at the wing. A hundred people had signed up. Ten percent of the people came. And that was one of the events I was most excited about. We had an event that was scheduled at the Strand, which is a really special bookstore in New York. You and I had a one of my favorite book events yeah. at the Strand, the reading. It was a packed house. Um, by the time 10% of the people at the wing sh- had shown up, I was like, we need to cancel this. We also had a trip to LA planned. We were going to do an event at UC- UCB, very special theater, probably like for all I know, like you know, one of the last times I'll ever perform on a stage. I don't have any plans to like write a new sketch show. Uh, also, we're like going to pitch our book as a TV show again. That trip got canceled. We were going to do our show at UCB New York. That would be like for sure potentially the last time I perform our sketch show. Um, the theater shuts down. Yeah. So this is like a project I worked on for like three, you know, we wrote the book for two years, but before that, oh, you know, a year and a half working on this sketch show, six months straight of planning these events. I'm really grateful that I got to have that party. I, you know, don't haven't heard that anybody that was at the party is sick or coughing or nobody has told me that anybody, you know, but but it made me feel like maybe a little guilt. I just felt after that, after the next day, I realized I I would have felt selfish trying to invite people to gather, knowing the like the temperature and what was happening in Italy and in Europe. 
So we decided to cancel everything, and then and then it really quickly became clear that it was like not going to be our decision anyways. Oh, also we had an event at Soho House. We've decided to postpone that for the time being. So four events canceled that I've worked six months straight planning, three years working on this book. And, you know, it feels a lot like first world problems. Like, oh, you can't have your event at Soho House. And, like, <laughs> you don't get to perform on, like, do your stupid little sketch show. And, oh, sorry, I didn't get to read a chapter. And, like, I can diminish all these things, but there's – a lot of authors that launched books these month, this month, along with myself. And these book events are so important to getting the word out about a book. And the publishing industry is already so fragile. So I feel for my fellow authors. And, you know, I, I also, I think I, I've been so bummed. This was supposed to be like one of the most exciting times of my whole career was supposed to be this week. And it didn't happen. It's not happening. And it's, like if I really think about it, I'll just start crying and it's yeah. completely upsetting to me if I really think about it. But then I feel comfort in knowing that it was the right decision and this is just a crazy blip of history and it's this crazy time we're, we're living through. Um, my mom was supposed to be at a wedding today. The groom's uncle got diagnosed or diagnosed, yeah, with coronavirus mm. and he was hanging out with half of the family. Oh my God. So the whole groom side of the family that was hanging out with him wouldn't have come to the wedding and they didn't want to do the wedding without him. That wedding's, that wedding's been canceled. Yeah. Wedding's not happening. Um, two bar mitzvahs that my mom was supposed to go to. I was supposed to go to an Italy trip in April that was I've been talking about on this podcast. That was like my big, you know, first trip away, or not first trip away, but longest trip away from Rilo that it was going to be like the big wahoo before we try to have a kid again. Obviously that trip's not happening. Um... Yeah, it's just been wild. Like, yeah, the wedding that my mom was supposed to go to got canceled. All my book events were canceled. My big friends trip canceled. Um, it's it's just, it's so, everybody is affected I, in some way. And if you're not, like, good for you, <laughs> but hopefully you're still staying home. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm quite upset about all the book stuff. I hope people still find out about our book and support it. Obviously, like, you know, any potential press coverage that we were going to have is like, you know, if it didn't happen, if it hadn't already happened because of the coronavirus, like, like we're not going to get any press coverage. So no events, no future, no more press coverage because unless somebody decides to cover a piece about like books that launched that like had events canceled, which I think people should write about that. Yeah. Um, a uh, few months from now, maybe. Yeah, exactly. A few <laughs> months from now. Because I, yeah, if you're writing about like dating during the coronavirus you should be writing about 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 all the industries that are that are affected actually there was a nice tweet from uh what's her name amber tamblin and she tweeted something like uh what did she tweet let me find it it was about it was about like the publishing industry like thinking about all the authors that had books that came out like like tag tag your uh what she said I'll, I'll find it. But, um, yeah, she's an author and, and she writes a lot. And so she said, you know, she knows how important, important events are and, and, uh, that they're not happening. Yeah. So any, anybody's affected. Had, anybody who had any kind of like once in a lifetime thing scheduled for right now or in the upcoming months, it's just scary. And yeah, I, I, I hate the idea of diminishing people's feelings because, People need time to process these things. If you if you spent your whole year looking forward to something 
and now you're realizing that it might not happen or it's going to happen differently than you had imagined, you, I think you're allowed to mourn that and process that without, you know, you're also you're feeling all the things at once. You're also feeling scared and 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 concerned for the people that are getting sick and that are having job fears right now. Um, but you can also like process your own losses. And you're allowed to I have think. your own anxiety, however small yeah. it is. Okay, here's what Amber Tamlin wrote. She wrote, Today I'm thinking of the authors with books coming out this month whose livelihood depends on the book tour, speaking engagement, sending my literary family a lot of love today. If you're one of these authors, tag me with your book cover and I'll give you a book, your book, a retweet boost. So she oh. retweeted our book. That was she nice did. Amber. That's but great. yeah, a lot of people in the literary world, they get how big of a deal this is and how sad it is for anybody who tried to launch a book. Um... And yeah, my heart goes out to anybody who's trying to plan their wedding. Just like, you know, this happens if there's like a natural disaster and every event and every, you know, gets canceled. It's, it's upsetting and you're allowed to be upset. Yeah. So I don't feel bad that I, that I've been bummed, but I'm trying to put it in perspective and, and just find time to be with my family. But it's been hard. All I want to do is like go upstate and like escape and <laughs> do like a little family, like a little getaway and like get out of the city. You but could Nick, do that. Well, Nick really wants, you know, Nick goes crazy if we do that. So then I'd have like a kind of like depressed, bummed out mm. husband. But So he just wants to go to a studio and paint. And nobody's there. So I'm not telling it him. It would be like the shining a little bit. I'm not telling. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But not good. No. So I'm telling, I'm not telling him not to go to work, of course, because he just paints alone in his studio all day. Yeah. But, but that's been kind of hard for me because as a writer, I can't. I can't, I, there's nowhere I can work. I'm not going to go to a coffee shop. I'm not going to go to a restaurant. The wing is closed, which is like where I usually work. And I really can't work while I'm watching Rilo and, and I can't really work from home. So I really don't know. I feel like a little jealous that he can just go to work and do his thing. Meanwhile, I'm going totally crazy and I just want us all to be together, you know? Yeah. So at least it's been nice weather. We're we're still allowed to go outside. Yeah, we it, fresh air is really good. Get your fresh air, and then just be careful when you open doors and wash. Yeah, your hands. all that. So I don't know. I think we're allowed to be upset. You're allowed to be yeah. upset that like some of your wedding events are not going to happen for the time being, potentially, and that they just might have to happen either after the wedding or get postponed, and that like that that's okay. And I feel like I'm allowed to be upset that all of my book events have been canceled and my trips have been canceled and my LA trip and like this big career moment moment that I've been waiting for is not happening. So, um, so this week's episode is all about feeling sad and not feeling bad about it. On that note, we're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. More coronavirus. We would like to thank our sponsor Squarespace. Dear God, do I love Squarespace. They have been a part of my life since we started like, when we launched our little tiny sketch show back in 2013, I was like, oh, we need like a website to make us look legit. And one of the first things we did when we kind of started growing was we got a Squarespace website and it really changed the game. It made us look professional. People could find out where our shows were. They could watch our videos. They could they could see pictures of us. And then when we launch our podcast, they could find our episodes there. They can contact us through the site. We weirdly, we still have our, nobody nobody uses it, but it's there. We have our single shop. You can buy tea. We, cool. we have you could buy cute t-shirts from us. I just love Squarespace and I've created so many websites from them for my wedding, for my personal website, for my new book, Cinderella on the Glass Ceiling. That's feministfairytalesbook.com if you want to look at that website. 
Angela has AngelaSpare.com. I have LauraLane.com. We have ThisIsWhyYou'reSingleShow.com. We're big Squarespace fans over here. We are. And, you know, we just love things that make life a little easier. And if you've never built a website before, that can feel overwhelming. But Squarespace doesn't make it overwhelming. They make it easy and simple and it's very user-friendly. And anybody can do it. We're podcasters. We have a, a website. If you are in any creative field, really any job that you do, if you do hair, if you do makeup, if you're a designer, if you're an artist, I mean, if you have a bar or a pub, you need a website and they make it super easy. Um, they have beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have everything optimized for mobile right out of the box. So you can look at it on your phone. It's still going to look great. And they have 24-7 award-winning customer support to help you out if you ever need it. They're the best. Think it, dream it. Make it with Squarespace. Make it yourself. You can easily create a website all by yourself. Check out squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We would like to thank our sponsor, BioClarity. BioClarity is a clean and green skincare brand that will help you put your best face forward this season. BioClarity understands that true beauty is more than skin deep, and they have vowed to put good into the world, creating super effective, kind-to-skin products. Um, You know, spring's coming up. The weather change, it affects my skin. I don't know about you, Angela, but I I get my facials. I got to update my my beauty routine. You got to, you know, you got to make sure... Uh, the change in weather, especially here in New York, it can like it can do damage to your skin. And I totally. I want to be, be glowy four seasons round. Absolutely, me too. That's why I've been using the body wash. I've been using all their products. I'm feeling great, looking great. I think they also um, have a personal skin quiz, and that's do. cool. Yeah, and yeah. so then you can you can talk about your skin and your needs, and then they'll they'll tell you what what's good for it. Yeah. So you take their online skin quiz. You put your best face forward, get the best value and best results with one of five curated skincare bundles fit for your skin goals. From battling breakouts to simple everyday care, BioClarity has a routine for you. BioClarity, BioClarity believes in demystifying skincare with routines that are simple and consistent. Say hello to kinder skincare. Get healthier, more radiant skin today at BioClarity.com. You'll get 15% off everything on the site when you use code SINGLE at checkout. That's BioClarity.com. And don't forget to use promo code SINGLE at checkout for 15% off. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about regarding the coronavirus and dating? Well, I mean, I feel like obviously this is taking a big hit on dating, like the idea of meeting up with a stranger and potentially exchanging fluids with the stranger, not... Or just going to like a bar or a restaurant, which it's... I'm really struggling with this actually. Little side note, I want to support all the small businesses and local businesses that are going to take a huge hit that might not be able to afford their rent if there's a couple months of no business or low business. But at the same time, any of my the restaurants or businesses that have decided to close, I'm applauding them. Like, good for you. Thank you for doing that. So I don't know whether I should be going to restaurants and supporting them or if that's stupid and irresponsible. When, you know, even like ordering food in, it's like there's still people touching the food. <laughs> they're touching the bag. Like, you don't know their hygiene. You don't know where they've been. You don't know what they're doing. You don't know how responsible they're being between their commute to work. But at this, but but I don't want these small businesses to close. So I actually got some great advice about that um, yesterday. Somebody was telling me like what we should be doing right now is ordering gift cards. Oh my god, I heard that too. Yeah, I, and I was like, is that? 
I mean, I guess that helps that helps them in the short term, but then I I they're still going to like lose that money later because I won't be using it later. Well, but. I guess maybe the idea is when you go in later, you'll probably which often happens with gift cards is you you'll spend prob- more. You'll spend more. Oh. Um so that is one thing you can do is get a gift card for like a bar or a a restaurant that you really like and then spend that money later but it's also scary because like this is going to affect a lot of our jobs like and also what if the business closes? well yes <laughs> i mean just for real like i don't i i bought this is this is a bougie example of that but like i bought a little package for like blowout like a 10 like a 10 pack for blowouts and then they closed and i had only used one well i didn't even tell our customers like hey we think we're closing and then i lost all that money we all want to like do our best to help but i would say don't help in a way that you cannot afford like if you can't afford to lose that money don't do it but if and you don't if know you what like you can job. and yeah the like i mean yeah like every industry is being affected which is crazy uh ian and i both work in advertising and when businesses start to lose money the first thing that they cut is advertising we both a bunch of our clients are sports clients so like like every that's I, not good i've been working on as my day job in case you didn't know is as an editor and everything i've been working on is like south by southwest NBA, like March Madness and all things that just got completely canceled. So like I'm Wait, a little nervous. That's crazy. I didn't I didn't even know that. Yes. Yes. I didn't know you've been working on all that stuff. Well, it's all under the umbrella of um the telecommunications company that I work for. I don't know. I, whatever. I work for AT&T. Okay. So you do like the market. I'm like, you're my best friend. And I, I'm like, I'm like, I knew you worked at AT&T as a copywriter editor, but like I didn't know that you worked that you worked on like editing copy for because they i mean yeah these are all like big things that they promote that you can like watch with their services like yeah yeah oh my god i hope you still have your job (laughs) i know well yeah (laughs) okay we'll see we'll always have the podcast so for people who are single and they wish they had a boo to to talk about the coronavirus with and to quarantine with what what do they do what do they do? I mean, okay, so Lisa bon- Bonos uh, from Washington Post, who writes this solo-ish, she's a friend of the pod, column, friend of the pod. She's on it. She's writing about uh, how the epidemic is has made dating even more complicated than it already was because, as we know, it's hard. Like people say, like when you're when you're talking on Tinder, or you're talking to somebody on a dating app. It's hard enough to get them to meet up with you in person. You know, conversations can stretch out forever. And now there's this added element of like, do they not want to meet up with me because of coronavirus or because they're like talking to too many other people? So she said, um, dating apps are serving up reminders to wash your hands. Profiles and first messages are full of coronavirus references. One dating coach has suggested ways to avoid touching during your initial greeting with a new date. Um a lot of people are using like coronavirus as an icebreaker, which is interesting. Um, interesting is a good way to put it. it. Yeah, it sure is. I think when you are young and you feel like invincible, it's like something to joke about. Um, but if if your life is being impacted in any real way, it's not funny. It's a but- good. This is a good time to brush up on your like chatting skills and your wit because Mm. you really should not be meeting up with strangers right now you shouldn't if you're meeting up someone for the first time I always recommend meeting up with them in public you probably shouldn't be going to like 
bars and restaurants. I don't know. Maybe you think I'm sounding crazy, but like there's a big beer garden on my corner and it was packed earlier this week. Really upsetting. Really with like all young people that just don't give a fuck because they think that they're immune to it and they don't really care about older people or it's not just older people though you have to realize like one of my friends has asthma and she's not even letting her parents come over she's so terrified that she'll die she's pregnant and has asthma oh my god she's so so scared doesn't want to go outside and and i don't blame her people are coughing and choking to death like you can read the accounts from doctors in italy and we're not that far behind that if we don't flatten the curve so I don't think you should be going to bars or restaurants and meeting up with people. And I don't think you should be meeting up with at somebody's house if you're meeting them for the first time. So honestly, for a while, I would just like brush up on your chat skills and hang out with your friends. Yeah. And I get it. Being like if you're working from home and you're in your apartment all day, it gets lonely. Um, You can also brush up on your sexting skills. Maybe that's a good way to entertain yourself. But it's just just wait it out like a month. See what things are like in a month for now just like yeah pursue a hobby from home but yeah she, she says people are using the icebreaker in, tw- in 2017 the big pickup line was i'm going to whole foods want me to pick you up anything and now the big icebreaker is how are we feeling about this coronavirus stuff which like that's actually that's not bad that's no not no that's good. that's all i want to talk about right now same so. and it's good to get a gauge on somebody's like uh see approach to it yeah it's good to know are they an asshole or are they sensitive <laughs> yeah but a lot, she said a lot of people are changing their bios to things like let's meet before the coronavirus gets really bad um and in their bios they're bragging. well it's already bad so yeah i know too late they're bragging about how they're fully stocked with purell and items from trader joe's liars um, good way to get uh all your shit stolen yeah <laughs> we're like two seconds from people looting for sure um if you have a case of toilet paper watch out um she said that you know tinder is a place where a lot of people usually brag about traveling but now it's like you're mm. you're super insensitive if you're still traveling the world and also uh she said hinge profiles are saying we should match if you haven't been to italy <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Byer, who is on our podcast network, um, she hosts a show called Why Won't You Date Me? She tweeted that she was talking to a guy who unmatched with her after she said she had been traveling. So people are scared, rightfully so. Um, And they're figuring out how to date. It's hard. It's hard to know. Do you want to know what I've been reading? Uh, Yeah. So I've been reading a lot of stuff, the New York Post and TechCrunch. So first I'll tell you about this TechCrunch headline by Sarah Perex. So Tinder, remember we talked about Tinder's new apocalyptic theme show called Swipe Night? Yes. So that's not so funny anymore now that we're living in the apocalypse. So they launched in the U.S. already, but they were set to launch in Asia and Europe. They've canceled that. But for sensitivity reasons, smart. Good idea. Um, This is all my Tinder news I've been reading about. New York Post, this is an article by Hannah Sparks. Tinder tells users coronavirus safety is more important than dating. So there was a pop-up that appeared on the app's browse function as users flip through potential matches. Tinder is a great place to meet new people, the banner read. While we want you to continue to have fun, protecting yourself from the coronavirus is more important. Love that. Normally I'm a big hater on Tinder, (laughs) but I love that. So the pop-up also included tips and a checklist for basic protocol for av- avoiding the infection. Um, I love that they're doing this for young people because I think a lot of young people have been dismissive of, of this. Also, I've been reading that baby boomers who weirdly are more at risk have not 
been caring about totally. it. Totally. And I'm totally. like. Totally. My parents are just like. Whatever. Like, you're calm down. Calm down. Get off the internet. Stop get up, reading yeah, the yeah, news. Yeah. And it's so weird. It's like, you guys are the ones that are at risk. Although my parents, um, they were visiting me when this all broke out. And they were like, we got to get the fuck back to California yeah. before all the flights are canceled. And um, Nick found these like N95, I think they're called, masks in his paint yeah. equipment. Yeah, and they, probably, we, they have the filters, they have right? They the filters. Those are the good ones. So, the good ones. So he only found three. So I gave two of them to my parents because I'm a good nice. daughter. And so they wore them on the planes back. So now I only have one. I'm worried. Yeah, I'm going to get looted for that one because you can't find masks anywhere. That's true. Um, But luckily my parents are taking this seriously. But a lot of other baby boomers I know, they don't give a shit. No. And I'm like, you are the ones that are – that should be worried. Whatever. What can what can we do? Yeah. So another article, New York Post. This is by Ben Coast. People are swiping right on Tinder for coronavirus updates from Wuhan, China. So despite the dating app being banned in China, uh, Tinder's Golden Premium members are able to employ the passport feature to swipe right on web users from Wuhan, China. Apparently, this is according to uh, New York Post says that the BuzzFeed has been reporting this. So mm-hmm. I guess BuzzFeed's the original source. Uh, as a result, they're able to circumvent state propaganda and get some COVID-19 skinny straight from the source. Uh, so people have been doing that. They've been like chatting with people to see what's going on. Wow. Um, yeah. Interesting, right? So yeah. that's all the Tinder news. Uh, Tinder sort of doing some good as a means of communication. Absolutely. Just from a distance. Communicate from a distance. We're going to jump into the mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Third Love. Third Love does bras differently. They believe that every woman deserves to feel comfortable and confident every day with the right kind of support to help her do this. I really love Third Love because, I don't know, I t- all you know, they have their online quiz, like a lot of places, but... I was I would go into stores and be like, can you measure my boobs? And I would get, it just wouldn't fit right. And then I took their online quiz and like weirdly this quiz found the perfect fitting bra for me. And apparently I'm like a 36 and a half, which. I've what were you wearing before? I was wearing a 34B, which I guess the joke is that every person yeah. thinks they're a 34B. I'm a thir- 34B. I took the quiz and I think I'm still a 34B. Okay, well, you're perfect. I'm one of the few genuine like a unicorn, a real 34B. I got to say, it's really nice to have a bra that actually fits me now. Yeah. It's just, it really changes the game. It changes everything. Like if you have a bra that fits you, your clothes feel like they fit better. You look better. You're more confident. I got to tell you, like it all starts from from underneath. It does. And, even and throw though, out your nasty ass bras. Like, Oh, I know. Like honestly, I had some bras that were so old and you get weirdly, I feel like, oh God, I can't throw them away. Like memories F that. I do not miss any of these nasty old bras. Throw uh, them out. Throw out your old underwear. Throw out your old bras. It's just like with socks. Like you get, get, throw out all your socks. Don't even look at them. Throw them all out and get all new socks. Do that with your underwear. Do it with your bras. Throw them all out. Yep. Get all new. It will change your life. It's true. I have to, even though I'm one of the 1% of unicorns that was wearing the right bra size, just buying a new bra really does feel the difference in your boobs and Third Love has those straps that I love that don't fall down. Um, so that also makes a big difference. Makes me feel more confident. Um, so you take their Fit Finder quiz, answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 15 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete. Did you know that breast shape matters when finding a good fit? Because it does. Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. 
They have the perfect fit promise. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you return it and Third Love will wash it and donate to a woman in need. I love that so much. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everybody. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash single now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash single for 15% off today. We would like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is introducing a new beauty line of skin and hair collection. They're going to make you look flawless for your wedding. You're going to be all glowy. And if you want to check out Care Of, you can just go on and take their online quiz. It's really easy. It's a fun quiz. And I don't know. I felt like, oh, okay, they really are asking me questions. They want to know what I need. And I feel like it's vitamins and and beauty care personalized to me. Yeah, and they give you scientifically backed recommendations based on your goals that you let them know about Absolutely. in your quiz, which you you know, I love. I want to look good. My wedding's coming up. We're crossing our fingers that it's coming up in May when it's scheduled to happen and I want my hair and my skin and my nails to look on fleek. And that's why I'm popping some stuff from Care of. Care of helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combina- combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. Care of listened when a lot of their customers were looking for research-backed supplements for hair and skin that actually work. You can use Care of's app to get personalized milestones and rewards when you remember to take your vitamins and beauty supplements. We're hooking it up as always. If you want to check out Take Care of, all you got to do is go to takecareof.com. We're going to hook it up with 50% off your first care of order. You go to takecareof.com. You enter code thisisy50. That's 50% off of your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code thisisy50. What have you been reading in the mailbox? Okay. Nothing about the apocalypse, but still might feel like a personal apocalypse for some people. We have some dating woes. So first up, this is from an anonymous listener and she writes... My question is actually about my mom, but now that I am the age, but now that I am the age she was when this happened, I've been thinking about it more often. My mom has four sisters. One of them, let's call her Jane, was dumped by her husband when she was 29. He left her for another woman when they had a two-year-old at home and she was already eight months pregnant with their second. He's still with this woman today and is considered a jerk by the rest of our family. For reference, my mom loves Jane, but finds her irritating and self-centered, which to be fair is often true. Here's what, um, here's where it gets confusing. My mom told me a story of when my mom had just gotten engaged to my dad. This happened within the same year that Jane's husband left her. My mom shared the news of her engagement while hanging out with her sisters and was shamed by her sisters for doing so in front of Jane. When my mom tells the story, she says Jane was moping and cites it as evidence to prove that people shouldn't be so selfish and should learn to be happy for other people. My question is, what's the right way to bring up happy relationship news around people who have been divorced, dumped, or cheated on? Is it selfish if you're sad when someone shares news of their engagement? Is it tacky to share news of an engagement around someone who's just been dumped? What is the protocol? And most importantly... Who is right in this story? I love this question. I do too. I have lots of personal experience with this. I think I would love to know your personal experience. I I find this so interesting because I actually don't necessarily side with either person. I think it's kind of, there's like a middle ground here. So I love that that the mom is using this as an example to 
be happy for other people and not let your personal, you know, filter get in the way. But at the same time, I just wonder how she shared the news. You know, was she sensitive in that situation? You know, did she say, you know, hey, like, like almost acknowledging like, hey, Jane, I hope it's okay for me to share this because I'm, you know, still thinking about you and I know you're going through a tough time. But, you know, I did just get engaged and, you know, I, I love you guys so much. I just wanted to like share the news with you. I want you to be a part of the wedding or just share it in kind of a sensitive way. Not like, oh my God, guys, I got engaged. He's so amazing. He's like, love my life. He's like the kindest, most loyal guy (laughs) ever. There's a way to share happy news in front of people going through hard times in a sensitive way. I, I find myself always erring on, I, I, I always err on the side of, I almost I always feel bad sharing good news in front of people who are struggling. Like if my friend just like lost her job, like I don't be like, oh my God, and like my book's coming out and I got this article, da, da. Like I wouldn't do that. I probably would just not talk about my, any exciting career stuff. Or uh, um, I don't know. I always feel like there's people in my life that are struggling with having a baby. I always feel bad even like talking about like Rilo weirdly or like, or like, Oh, and I want to have a second kid. And you'd like, I just kind of wouldn't do that. I would more just not talk about it really. And if they ask me a question, I'll kind of be like, Oh yeah, things are good. And, and maybe I'm a, everybody has different triggers. Hopefully with your sister, you like know their triggers or you know their disposition because there's people in my life that like love being around kids, even if they're struggling to have kids. This is just, I'm giving that as an example because I think it's a similar situation and it's one I've been experiencing a lot lately where there's other people who like myself, when I was struggling, like could not be around kids, like would just start crying if I saw a pregnant person. So everybody has different triggers. So I think if you're sharing happy news, just be cognizant of what you don't know everybody's triggers, but just be cognizant of, okay, let me like brace this news a little like more sensitively and and just be sensitive with how you, how you share the news at the same time. Don't be that asshole that can't be happy for other people or is like mad at people when they share their happy news, because there is something to be said about like, you should be happy for other people and nobody wants to be around like, like a self-centered mope that like want, you know, misery loves company. Um, but, but at the same time, people, and you want your friends to be there for you and you hope your friends are sensitive people, but, but it's no fun being around somebody that can't be happy for other people. So I kind of go both ways. Sorry. That was a little like circular rambly, but, but what's your personal experience with this? Well, and it, I think it also like you have to give people time. Like it sounds like this was still pretty fresh for her sister. The same year. Right. Of leaving, of a husband leaving you while you have while you're pregnant with a while a small child like that fucking sucks like if she was still quote unquote like moping four years later and like you couldn't announce happy news in front of her then yeah she's she's a mope and incapable of being happy for other people but this like had just happened so i think you need to be an empathetic person when stuff like that happens i also think that something about telling her in front of other people makes it worse because then it's like there's like you have to match the excitement of the other people around you. There's like a performative element that has to be employed, which like can be painful. So I don't know. I, she should have, I think that's a great point that she should have told her sister who just went through this, probably the most horrible thing of her entire life. She was very young, was left with a kid while she's pregnant. I th- literally worst nightmare. She should have told her one on one. Yes, and she should have said in a like, different way than 
the excited way that you would tell your other sisters. Yes. And be like, hey, I wanted to, you know, I already told Jane, you know, I wanted to tell her one-on-one because of everything she's been through. But now I'm like, I really want to tell you guys and told the other sisters separate. I would have told, I would have told Jane separately. That's such a great point. That would have been a great sensitive way to do it and to not do it like I'm engaged with the love of my life. You know, you would have said it kind of like, hey, we're engaged, you know, um, but you know, I'm, you know, we're going to be planning our wedding, but, but we're here for you. And I'm here to like help with any childcare and, and, um, yeah. And just, and yeah, like, so I, when I got engaged right after I got engaged, one of my best friends had her wedding called off, which was like an extremely painful, difficult time for her. Um, and it, for me, it was like, I need to figure out how to navigate talking about this with her. Um, I, she, invited her to be one of my bridesmaids but I knew that the way I did that had to be sensitive like I I wasn't like a maniac being like you should just be happy for me like I understand that this was a totally complicated painful thing for her so we went out to dinner just the two of us and we talked about it and like we both cried and I was like you can be as involved or as not involved as you want to be like you lead and I like I'm accepting of however you feel um but yeah, I just I just tried to communicate that like I knew that this was painful for her and she and maybe she's just been amazing. Being around a wedding would be hard enough. Of for course. Her. And, and like totally trigger. triggering. But and you know, there were that was like over a year ago. So like she's made her own personal progress with things and and yeah, she's chosen chosen how involved she wants to be with certain things and she's been really supportive. But I think that we got off to a good start because I tried to be empathetic about her feelings and I did not expect her to be like jumping in two feet, like being excited to go to a wedding when she was like dealing with her own shit. So yeah, I don't know. I think the way you did that was perfect, Angela. Thank you. So I hope that helps. Yeah. What else we got in the mailbox? Um, This one is from Amanda. Amanda writes, there's a guy I go to grad school with that I'm pretty sure likes me. I've recently been getting to know him better, and I think I'm starting to have a crush on him too, but I've noticed it isn't as intense as other crushes I've had. Since I've been single and dateless for almost four years, and he's not my usual type, I'm worried that I'm making myself feel things slash looking at things differently because I already figure he might like me. I don't want to hurt his feelings or string him along if I don't actually like him romantically, but I don't really know how to figure that out. Help. P.S. I love the podcast. You two make my Wednesday morning commute much more enjoyable and never fail to make me laugh. Oh, thanks, Amanda. So normally if you think someone likes you and you don't like them, I mean, I would either back off or say like drop in like, oh, yeah, like I have a boyfriend or drop in that you're dating somebody just so that they know that you're not interested. But I'm confused because you say you might have a crush on him too, but you don't know. So I would kind of do some little soul searching, take it slow and like figure out, do you like him? Do you not? And it's okay if you're still figuring it out. Um, but, you know, don't worry so much that you're leading him on because you're not leading him on. You don't know and you're figuring it out and you're allowed to have time to figure that out. And you also don't owe anybody anything. Just because you're hanging out with a guy doesn't mean you like have to to like bone him or that right. he, you know, <laughs> guys and girls can be friends. So if in the end you do your soul searching, realize that you don't like him, then like, that's okay. And if he says, I have feelings for you, it's okay for you to say like, that's so flattering. I mean, so much because, you know, I, I really value our friendship, but I 
I just don't have that type of chemistry or I'm not feeling that type of spark. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. I think there's like flirting in good faith and then flirting in bad faith. Flirting in bad faith would be if you just like were a flirty person and you knew you weren't interested or, you know, you were seeing somebody else, but it just felt good to flirt. So you were doing it. But you're flirting in good faith right now, I think, because you're open to the idea of liking this person. Right now it feels good and you're enjoying it. So like you're not doing anything bad. You're not leading him on. You're figuring it out yourself. Um, And like just. Yeah, the only way you're going to figure it out is if you, like, pursue it, I think. And, and then if more you decide you don't like it, then you're allowed to change your mind. Absolutely. We hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. <music> This week's reason is dating during coronavirus apocalypse and the end of the world. We are in unprecedented times. Things change by the week, by the day, by the hour. Let's be clear. We don't have the answers for how to deal with the coronavirus or the apocalypse, but we have a few topics we want to discuss that we hope you'll find helpful as our BFF big sister, huh. and you know, with the big sister BFF advice we always give. Sure. Um... Angela, are you hugging people right now? Um, <laughs> I am not. I, I did see my parents the other day and I did not hug them. I did not touch them. Really? Yeah. I was oh, like, no, I gave my stay parents the a fuck hug. away from me. Really? <laughs> for your own sake, not even for mine. My oh. mom was like, because like, during a crisis like this, my mom's like, I just want to hug you. And I'm like, well, too bad, lady. Oh my God. I stay like, away. Well, my parents were going back to California and I was like, I was like hysterically crying, begging them to stay. And they're like, we don't know if, when we'll, if we'll be able to fly back again. I was like... As I'm like, wear the gloves, wear the mask. <laughs> I don't know when I'm ever going to get to see you again. Like I felt like th- like we were in the middle of like a war and I, they were going off to war. And I, yep. Like I just didn't – I was so dramatic, but I was like crying hysterically into my dad's shoulder like I was an eight-year-old. Um, I mean, but it does – I mean – it feels good to see your parents during these times, you know, like it, we're adults, but it is comforting. It's all I wanted was I, I, you know, we're in a pen, a global pandemic. All I wanted was my mommy and daddy. Yeah. Um, as so hugging, yeah, is off limits. I though. Do okay, the elbow tap? I, I've been doing, people have been coming at me for handshakes though. What? And let me. Fucking crazies are you hanging out with? Let me tell you something about fucking crazies. I went on a an interview for a new job in the midst of all this. The literal, the city is shut down. Are you allowed to say this? What if your job listens to this and uh, finds out what? you're interviewing? Oh, no. My job knows. It's the whole thing. What? Um, I, there was no way I could get away with being gone for four hours. It was a four-hour interview. So I was like, listen. Uh, you told them? Yeah. They're fine with it. It's fine. How did it go? It's the, They understand. I was Because I'm permalance. And I was like, yo, oh. I would love to stay here, but I need um, oh, that was smart. insurance B. So you were like, if you want to bring me on full time, yep. great. In but- fact, it sort of reminded me of dating because I was like, I'm going to make, and this doesn't always work in dating, just as it probably won't work with my job, but I'm like, I'm going to make you jealous. You were like, I'm Look, seeing other people, baby. I really like it here. And if you want to make me full time and give me that health insurance. If you want to put a ring on it, basically. If you want to put a ring on it. And if you don't. Bitches, Other people want me. Bitches looking elsewhere. Exactly. So. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. But I, I did go on and How'd interview. that go over? And they came at me with a hand for a handshake. What did you do? And did I probably elbow- should have just 
shook their hand and then washed my hands. But instead, I think I offended them because I was I went to do it and then I was like, well, maybe we shouldn't. And uh, and they were like, oh, oh, I, I guess you're right. And it was one of those interviews where you meet with a couple people first and then you meet with another person. Did and you by, say, the, by you, the next I person, just, I just shook their hand in front of the other people. No, so they probably thought that I was like, you're dirty, but you're clean. I just, oh I my panicked. God, you I panicked. Psycho. I panicked. No, you needed to just immediately be like, great to meet you with your elbow already out so they know that you're going for the elbow tap. I know. I know. You know what? I actually, I feel really similar about this with my book party. So there were some people where I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. Like elbow. And then there were some friends that I feel like maybe just don't read the news. And they were like, Laura, congrats. <laughs> and they had their arms wide open. And I like let them like give me a full hug. And like sometimes it was right next to the pe- people that I had just been like, sorry, I'm not, ha- I'm not hugging. And so then I was like, oh my God, people that I said I'm not hugging and that I did the elbow or foot tap with just saw me get a giant bear hug right. from another friend. They must think that I like that friend better or that I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole. So don't get me wrong. While I'm judging you for doing that on your interview, I did the exact same thing. It's a matter of like rewiring your brain and that takes some time. I just need to – now I know like I need to be proactive with this situation and just come at people with my elbow already pointed and yes. like at their face. Being like, oh my God, so great to see you. Elbow tap. But, you know, that could be adorable on a date if you, you know, if you're going on, like, let's say a picnic in the park where you're outside, you're not in a public place, uh, you're going to avoid touching too much. You could do a cute little elbow tap, a cute little foot tap. Yeah. Maybe they'll, it'll be attractive that you're worried about your health and the health of others. Just don't handshake anybody else in front of them. And don't touch your face. On that note, it is time for a Reason of the Week breakdown. feels like we're living in the apocalypse or like we're living in one of my favorite TV shows, Last Man on Earth, about a virus that kills almost everyone on Earth. Fun. Angela and I are going to role play some of my favorite lines from the show in a game we call Apocalypse Apocalypse Role Play. Play. Here we go. All right. I'm going to be Mike. You're going to be Todd. I'll also be Melissa. Okay. Hey, Todd. Do you know how to build a fire? Yeah, no problem. Do we have any oven mitts? I'll do it. Okay. okay. Maybe it's kind of hard to like, get the gist of it. But basically, like, Todd doesn't know how to build a fire. So he was oh. asking for oven mitts. And then Melissa was like, you fucking idiots. I'll do it. Got it. <laughs> I don't know how to build a fire either, Todd. We should learn. <laughs> okay. okay. Should I be Carol? And I'll be Tandy. Okay. Is Carol Mary Steenburgen? Is I what? know she was on that show. Is Carol Mary Steenburgen, Ted no. Danson's wife? Carol is um, the person with the Daily Show. Oh, Kristen Shaw. Yes, great. Well, channel that. Well, how was your trip? <laughs> Did yeah. you find any people? Hate to say it, Care Bear, but we're all still fighting a raging case of HPV. Human people vanished. Oh, that definitely is applicable right now. Okay, you be Mike. Okay. This thing really, um, really kept me going out there during the dark times when I was at my loneliness. I would just sit down and search for life. What thing was he talking about? I don't remember. I just Great. <laughs> it, it could be anything, though. Right. Could be a ball. <laughs> could be your phone. <laughs> All right. I'll be Phil. 
This is my brother, okay? My own flesh and blood. Until two weeks ago, I thought I lost him forever. What are the chances? The entire world dies. There are seven of us. And my brother shows up? That is not a coincidence. I said goodbye to him once. I am not going to do it again. He has a freaking cold. <laughs> that was when um, Phil's brother played by jason sudeikis oh he jason sudeikis is an astronaut who comes down from outer space to find out that everyone in the world is like dead because like he's like he's like houston houston like everyone in right. houston's gone so he somehow finds out figures out how to get his rocket down from space himself <laughs> and um, we suspend disbelief and he finds his brother and and then he starts getting sick like a cold like mm. how you know like a cough and just like the coronavirus if you see somebody cough you're like get the fuck away from me so everybody like puts him in a bubble and and then uh his brother's like like he's fine he's not gonna die he just has a cold okay uh you be todd i'll be melissa okay i can give a hundred percent to every person on the face of the earth and still have a hundred percent to give to you gail and you melissa now i know that adds up to be about six hundred percent but what can i say never been good at math just about the only thing I am good at is Todd. Anybody has any issues with that, there's the freaking door. I mean, I'll get it for you. Well, thank you for listening. That was hot. This is when Todd decides to date two people. Because wow. there's only seven people on the face of the earth and not many men. So Todd dates two people. We might come to that. Well, on that note, it is that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. We hope you found a little support and love and laughter in this week's podcast. If you need some stuff to do during quarantine, check out our book. This is why you're single. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. You can also buy my new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. It's available in all those places. And it would mean a lot for you to support this book because it just came out and it came out the week of the coronavirus, which is making <laughs> things very difficult. But it's a very funny book and we all need a little laughter right now. Yeah. So buy it and read it and hopefully it will make you you laugh. And I know we've sound panicked on this episode, so I do want to end on a positive note. We're going to be okay, you guys. We just need to do the right thing now so that we get over this eventually. But I know it sucks. You know, for Laura and I, we have big disappointing things, but it can also feel really disappointing if you finally met somebody that you really liked and you were supposed to go out this week and that got canceled. Like, that sucks. And it's okay to accept that it sucks and feel the suckage. But we will all live to fight another day. We will be okay, my friends. Thank you, President Sparrow. I should be president. You're right. Um, uh, if you're also bored, you can do a little online therapy shopping. You can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of our sponsors in the codes, check out our podcast page. And this is why you're single show.com. You yeah, don't it's even also, have to leave your house. It'll yeah, exactly. be delivered to you. Yeah, it's all subscription based. Better, better than going into stores right now. Support support any small companies that you love by, by shopping online. Totally. We are also on social. So hey, you're home, you're bored, you're on your phone. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at your single show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>